Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I was feeling the same way today. It is season three, episode five of the Whales Are Whales Pod. Brian. What? How, how Sorry. Gonna, how, are gonna, how are you gonna mess up immediately as you're doing it? It is season three, episode 36 of uh-huh. the Whales Are Whales Pod. Cats. Yes. We're in members, friends, and family of the Whales Are Whales Network gather in once a week to talk with police. So my reason for messing that up, Cameron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that this time like I'm not going to mess this up I'm not going to ask Cameron for how to save uh-huh. the episode number I'm going to pull up the and page you did it. and I read off the last week's episode number <laughs> because that's what I was looking at last week's episode was 35 you, you just, just said five. five you said five I just said five yeah you, just you said, said I have five. no good excuse I don't it wasn't know. even like it wasn't even like a, a mistake. You were like season three, episode five. Wow, I was reading episode thirty-five. Uh, I meant episode thirty-six, and I said episode five. So, so you're I'm just tired. Bad. <laughs> I'm really tired. Yeah. I did not get a very good sleep last night. Um, it's tough for Brian to get a good sleep before the big game or after it because he stays up so late drinking and watching it in bars. <laughs> I just now noticed that the Spotted Translation logo has your name crossed out, Stephen, <laughs> and my name written in in like marker in, in MS Paint. When when was I never saw that? That is great. Um, that, yeah, that's anyway. You you brought up you didn't sleep well. Um, do you not sleep yeah. well when you're not in your own house and or bed? That is not normally the case, but last night I was uh, in a hotel room, but because um, I I was. Uh, other people were taking the bed, so I was sleeping on an air mattress, which also, not normally a big problem, but I thought I had packed a blanket, but it turned out to be a large pillow, so I had two sheets. <laughs> Wait, I'm as sorry. My, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, <laughs> how do you mistake a pillow for a blanket? It was the exact same pattern as the blanket, and it was in a plastic bag with all the other sheets, so I glanced oh, down and said, okay. oh, the blanket's in there. That's a little more excusable, not, yes. Yeah, no, I didn't, like, pick it up and like, there's a Man, blanket. this is a then, stupid blanket. It doesn't cover anything on my face. I don't know, this, this so, is from the person who just said episode five of season. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, but this is before I got the horrible night of sleep, so I, oh, I, I wasn't okay, loopy yes. yet. So you're, Anyway, okay. so I was like, all right, here I go. I'm going to sleep with two sheets as my only source of warmth on an air mattress in a cold hotel room that didn't work so i kept waking up because it was miserable and then i eventually just got fully clothed with a long sleeve shirt and my big poofy jacket and slept in that and i slept fine after that but the uh the the coldness up until that point so was it from sleeping was it a worse night's sleep or a better night's sleep than the asininely hot um <laughs> i almost said brothel oh my gosh hostel <laughs> that we stayed in we did not stay in we a did not stay in you a guys brothel. didn't tell me all the stories <laughs> about that trip, huh? uh, anyway nothing that exciting um, 
All right, falling asleep was easier. I think I may have actually gotten a better night's sleep at that other place. But I remember waking up very tired there as well. So both of them well, were we, really we bad. We also did wake up at like four in the morning that day. Yeah, it didn't help that this one I slept until like maybe one or one thirty until eight, which isn't great either. A fitful sleep that wasn't even eight hours. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I know nothing compared to the sleeping problems you have, but uh, it I just, wasn't gonna... it's left me pretty tired. And mm-hmm. then um, driving after that and just been a busy last uh, few days of traveling in either case so yeah i'm very tired but anyway so how are you let me Cameron? let me propose Steven? something to make this a little bit easier then <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the hardest <coughs> things about this show is when yes. is us having to be funny so what if oh. just for this episode mm-hmm. we aren't funny because we're funny in every single episode other than this one like all of, of them are really funny Let's really just funny. not be funny this time. All right. I feel like that is not something you can do because I when I don't I mean I don't know about you guys, but I don't typically like put a show on for this show. I just say whatever comes to my mind and if that happens to be funny, I guess I'm talented, but like I can't it's not a switch, is it? Yeah, it is a switch. Oh, really? Mhm. You should get that checked out. You shouldn't have switches. It's not on your a literal body. switch. Well, Stephen, if you say you have a switch on your body, it's probably a literal switch, right? Nope, just uh Hey, metaphor. look at me, guys. I'm not being funny. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yeah. Is this All helping, right. Brian? I, yeah, what was your oh, ending for this, Stephen? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Glorious sleep. Um, no, I was actually searching funny, funny jokes on Google, and <sighs> these are not funny, so I'm oh, not no. even going to read any of these. Like... If we wanted to not be funny, we would start reading what I just found because it it just isn't funny. Um, okay, I mean that works. No, but we, don't want, do we don't want to do what you said, Stephen. I think is oh. no. So Cameron, how are you? I am good. Thank you for interrupting, Stephen. Um, You're welcome. I'm decent. I had a pretty good vacation. Um, yeah, it went by way too fast, unfortunately. Yeah, but at least I have another one coming up soon. Again. Um, Christmas. Christmas, yes. And uh, unfortunately, Christmas is going to be pretty busy as well. Um, <clears throat> and I still have to get presents and do all that garbage for Christmas. Garbage, garbage, uh, garbage. Um, oh, yeah. I was actually thinking about... So this was a topic of conversation over the Thanksgiving holiday that Abigail and I were uh, having, which was, okay, what, what do about Christmas presents? Because mm-hmm. for me, at least, it's becoming increasingly stressful because one... Christmas seems to come faster every year. Two, um, I'm more busy frequently every year. And three, I'm putting more and more work into more and more people's birthdays. This year, I got you, Cameron, something creative. Yep. I believe Zachary, something creative. Ben, something creative. Steven, Abigail, uh, we put together quite a birthday party for my dad. And so it's like, I'm doing really creative things for most friends and family I have on birthdays of a varying scale, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of different stuff. So then having a holiday looking me in the face, it's like, hey, Everybody. now do something for everyone at once. Yeah, I was it's just like, the same way today. What do I do? It's just see, see what you think about this, Stephen. The, the best idea Abigail and I came up with is use uh, two rules. One, for you have to buy something so, for someone. You can't make it. Because otherwise, you'll go down creative holes for everyone. <laughs> I, so, I really like how we got to the point where we had to set up rules where, yeah. no, don't make so, something, don't do something thoughtful. It has to exactly. be a so monetary capitalistic know, device. That is your time to be creative. But on Christmas, you can just buy something thoughtful so that you don't fall down a creative rabbit hole. And then second rule 
is set a price limit on what you're going to allow yourself to spend on. Roughly. I didn't want to get into specifics, but if we must, Cameron, yes, $1. Um, Good. And, you know, be creative with it. Maybe find something. Postage stamp for Christmas. Find something interesting and handmade somewhere. You know, you can go to Etsy or something for that or find something that someone really needs or whatever. But, like, make yourself buy something rather than make something and put a spending limit on it. And then you can. Because I do like Christmas time of giving everyone in my life different gifts even like friends and stuff but it can get out of hand so quickly well Um, that's that's exactly and what i try to do because i i've (laughs) you should be like me more like me brian where you just either a don't give your friends a birthday present because you're uh you're lazy and are not as creative or you latch on to other people's projects (laughs) right and um and and claim that as your present but in general when i do get do presents it's literally just now I spent a lot of time on this, but it's always just an Amazon present. Um, but everybody right. who or everybody in my family always is like, "You give great presents, Cameron. You give great presents." And I'm like, "I, I don't tell me that because I spend so long. Because I don't just go on Amazon and type in, okay, my mom, uh, yeah, she likes a giraffe, giraffe necklace. There it is. I, I, I research mm-hmm. and spend a lot of time trying to find something they yeah. like, you know." And, and but it may, does make it easier because if you're not creatively driven yeah. <laughs> all the time like you guys are, then it, it really is just like okay, I spent fifty right. bucks, it'll be here in a, in two days. Ta da! There we go. And you can be very thoughtful while buying. Oh yeah, gifts that you don't make you yourself. You bought me and, um that ghost for Christmas last year, and it's awesome. Right, and I bought you two Half Life shirts. Well, you <laughs> have a better track right. record. But. I've done it right and I've done it wrong, so I've seen both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I also something else that's important for me is differentiating it from birthday gifts like i want my christmas shopping experience to be different from my birthday gift experience so i'm like well there's a way i can make them different is christmas is i buy people things and birthdays is i make people things and well what do you think about that Stephen? as someone who does a very similar cycle to me um i like that idea i wonder if uh, it would be interesting to let it happen organically or or set something a little more specific or special about the christmas things so it's right. not just well, buy something. One example but... is that for the podcast, we do our gift exchange. So we're not all buying each other stuff. Yeah. And we have that opening um, episode, and we all get assigned different people. I failed so that's one way year. we make it fun. What was yours? Oh, Zach. Well, it still mm. wasn't as bad as my Christmas gift for it you. It wasn't. You're but, right. But still. But um, so, yeah, that is interesting, Stephen. I mean, if you have iterations of stuff, that would be cool, too. This is just what I'm starting with. Um, the thing is, with Christmas... You want to open things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to have gifts under the Christmas tree. Right. So I can't like put a an RPG maker game under the Christmas tree. You, you, <laughs> put, you put an audio drama under the Christmas tree somehow. That's true. You can find clever ways. <laughs> you did it. But I mean, for me, for me, it goes down to Christmas is already busy. I already be in already want to be enjoying that time and making something creative for everyone because i feel bad like making something creative for one person and then just buying something for someone else Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it feels super unbalanced at that point um so i feel like i would want to be consistent but anyway continue if you were going somewhere with that um well i had two ways i was going to go one was just to to launch into a christmas is a busy time of year for everyone sort of character let's go the other way but uh, I think instead I was going to say, I wonder if there's like a way to theme it. Like the like for a while I was trying to give everyone like a physical music CD every Christmas, um, which 
worked well for me because i thought it was fun but no one listened to the music <laughs> so i don't think that worked out too hey, well that's for them. not true i listened to the one you gave me you gave me the thomas was alone soundtrack oh i forgot you were involved in that camera i mean just I the one year i was my... there but yeah it oh was yeah great. you were there wait what yeah. did you give me um i don't remember okay i don't remember that was a cool idea you're uh, right it was a good idea i don't know if that's like that's not the idea but i kind of like even if it's not like the only thing you get someone it's kind of a fun idea you know mm-hmm. every christmas you know people are going to share music or something like that yeah no that i agree that theming them could be a really good twist that's kind of how we've done birthdays is even when i bought you stuff i'd like <clears throat> buy you a game for every year mm-hmm. you've been alive that's again a bit extensive for christmas yeah that's maybe a um, little bit i was gonna but, say actually yeah. isn't i mean isn't it kind of the whole thing is that you wanted to keep it simple so immediately you're adding more not simple things with theming it's like for christmas, i don't think that necessarily makes it more difficult sometimes it helps people think up ideas Especially yeah, but you have to who- start with the idea in the first place. And what in the world could you theme that everybody you know would enjoy? Like, that's the... Food! Yeah, time. okay. And then you got to figure out, well, okay, what the heck does yeah. everyone like? I don't... Does Cameron like... Is Steven vegetarian craisins? this week? Buy- yeah, we yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like if you're trying to keep it simple, keep it simple, guys. Just be like, okay, uh, here's what I do. Uh, to the people who I give presents to, which are one person on the podcast, typically, because, you know, we do the gifts exchange, then my mom and my dad always get presents. Um, my uh, friend Nathaniel gets a present. My friend Evan gets a present. Um, and that's about it, really, honestly. Maybe yeah. um, my brother sometimes, but typically I don't even know where he lives, so I don't know how to send him a present. Yeah. Um, no, and so I am, what I yeah. do is I go to them and I just say, and it's hard It's hard to get information from them, but I say, give me a list of the things that you'd like. And they go, I don't know what I'd like. And I say, okay, hey, here, give me a list of the things that you see and you say, huh, that's really cool. But you'd never buy it for yourself. Like, it, it, you see it, you think that'd be cool to own, but there's mm-hmm. never a, a chance in, in mm-hmm. history you'd ever buy it for yourself. And send me a list of that crap. And that's what I did for my parents for their birthdays these past two months, and it's worked out really well. Um, and it had, again, pretty simple. It takes a little bit of prying to get people to give you a list. Um, but it mm-hmm. once they do, you can find something um, that matches. Or even just, like, they're taking a list and finding something that's... S- similar and um and picking yeah that up as well. you don't have to get the the same thing but it gives you an idea mm-hmm. of yeah. what kind of things they're interested in yep um that's smart but yeah something that i was just trying to 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 work on because i started getting like stressed about the idea of christmas shopping and i realized it was because i set such a high bar for myself for birthday stuff and it also yep. felt too similar to birthday stuff and i'm like i burned out i've done this like eight times this year yeah i can't keep doing it and i'm like okay i need to make this not stressful while still buying things for people because i do still like the tradition of giving someone a gift or Um, or we could we could stop succumbing to the capitalistic greed of america and the only friendship the only gift we need is friendship and so why are we wasting our hard-earned money on presents when just saying i love you guys is good enough for me it's not good enough for me well, you're not my friend anymore. I it's value Cam- your money, Cameron. That's why <laughs> Cameron, we're friends. I'm, I'm a greedy capitalist, so I'm not sure. I'm just waiting for know. my inheritance. <laughs> From me? Anyway, I did consider that, Cameron, but I also felt like I deny capitalism so much on birthdays that I kind of owe them you, a little bit. Yeah, you got to give capitalism so a bone, not man. like something that you owe anybody. You can grieve. <laughs> I would be, because to be honest with you guys, I actually have more stress about the money aspect of presents than I do even ever. Like, ah. if, if you guys gave me $1,000 and said, go get everybody on the, in the Whales or Whales podcast presents, I'd be like, whoa, let's do this. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, it's the opposite But it's for like, me. for me, it's like, okay, I have um, 
I have eight dollars in my bank account. So yeah. how do I make this work? <laughs> yeah, that's one reason I also needed to set a price a little bit on it. So I'm not sure. like I'm gonna buy a hundred dollar thing for Steven and the two hundred dollar thing for my mom. And it's like, okay, no. Mm-hmm. I need to set really reasonable thing, and then I could like chip in if Steven and myself wanted to buy you a new car. Um, I um, can is that foreshadowing? I could chip in twenty five dollars, and Steven could pay for the rest, and <laughs> then we would get yeah. you a delightful new car. It's, Thanks, guys. I, uh, oftentimes, like I will really be trying to think about like what to get Cameron for Christmas within a, a reasonable price range, and I'll sort of be racking my brain as I listen to music on you know my normal headphones because I, I i don't have apple airpods which i wait, which wait, unfortunately i, I, really, I really wish i really oh, want airpods but, too but um but while i'm doing that i'll think really hard about what to wait, get are Cameron. you dropping hints on what mm. i should get you right um, now steven mm. <laughs> are you both uh, I'm just saying you can get a six pack of AirBuds or AirPods. So I'm just kidding. I is there a way? A are, are there? Would I be able to find perhaps AirPods for twenty five dollars? Uh, um, you can. You can literally buy the case for twenty five dollars. <laughs> All right. Would you enjoy that no. as a gift? No. Oh, okay. neither of us would. I. I, I mean, right. listen. I'm not telling you to buy me AirPods, Brian, but I'm telling you to buy me AirPods, man. I Come would on. really like some Apple AirPods. <laughs> All right, I'm getting mixed messages from Cameron. I'm getting rather clear messages from Stephen. Uh, I mean, you said you wanted to pay back capitalism. I mean, what's yeah. what's more capitalistic than three hundred dollars worth of Apple AirPods? Oh, it's not three hundred dollars for, for two pairs. Oh, you're right for two people. Yeah. So shut uh, up. We're Apple besties, Brian. Well, you have to get us the same you, uh, thing. You caught me there, Cameron. You, what you could the do buy is buy a, now. You could buy a pair of AirPods and then give us each one. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to listen to Steven's stuff and Steven has to listen to your stuff. Well, no, I figure it just. <laughs> so so here's here's the, the flip sides of Christmas this year. Um, since we just moved, um, we have a lot of work to do. Well, not a lot of work to do, but a lot of little things we like to upgrade on the house. Um, and a lot mm. of things that, you know, we need basic things like. Do you guys have hand kettle. towels? Like yes. a few. <laughs> you Do you have a sponge? Um, uh-huh. no. Do you have a plunger? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I and so. you have um, let's see, what else is really necessary? Do you have like cups? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty decent in terms of the necessities. No, I'm actually we're doing surprisingly well. Also, Stephen, when I was visiting Abigail, she's like, "Well, I'm not really going to be cooking in this kitchen much more." Uh, I don't do that much cooking anymore. So here's like a bunch of cooking stuff that I don't use, and wow. I'm just like. Okay, so now we have a. She actually had a bunch of old handheld. Why kitchen, did she stop and, cooking stuff? She used to do it um, all the time. Yeah, complicated story. I'll get into okay, it later. It's sure. kind of but a long just, story. Yeah. Gotcha. About, There's about a cooking a demon things, in her yeah. kitchen. Um, but the flip side thing I was talking about is no, we're doing quite well on stuff. But normally, you know, it might be kind of hard to buy me something practical. But mm-hmm. now you can realize, oh, Stephen, you no longer own a kettle for example you just don't have one so it would be very useful to give me one of those you know like there are a lot of uh every everyday things that i would now be super excited yeah. about when make a household registry what cameron make a like make a registry for house household stuff Ooh. like, yeah. like Ooh. you know you're not getting married but you did move which is uh-huh. know, similar sort of yeah, it is it's similar, a commitment kind of, a bit. Yeah. yeah it requires a monthly payment 
that so Stephen, if wait. you could get one if you, you could wait what do you what? know what marriage is Stephen? because yeah. i don't know if you know what marriage is anyway it's a capitalistic institution could get one thing for your house that yes i would buys you that is not airpods oh what would you get one thing for the house uh-huh I actually made a list. Let me get my that list. Cameron could buy you. Oh, well. Right now, I need you guys to buy me time while I get this list. We're doing our goal of not being funny. That's working out really well. Sorry, Zach. I know you're listening to this at your work. My bad. It's all Steven's fault, though. I told you we're taking a break from being funny on purpose. No, you are. I'm just not funny, apparently. That's true. Please laugh. <laughs> hey, that is the title of last week's episode. Yeah, it Good is. Job. I feel like you went a little lazy with the description, okay. though. But okay, you know. I found some. Okay, so I'm quoting Cameron it now. and, and I Brian, I will. I'll tell you what I want from each of you. I don't. Is this good podcast material, guys? Cameron, I want <sighs> you to buy me. You know how before you said you just search through and had to do all all the Christmas garbage. Well, yeah. I, I literally want you to get me a garbage can. <laughs> so oh that gosh. should be easy for you. All right, what do you want from me, Stephen? Apple okay. AirPods. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, we're moving on. Stephen, how are you? Uh, pretty good. I am doing pretty good. Um, I feel like I haven't been on the show for a while, so... I guess you haven't, so catch us up, man. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. I moved recently. Uh, did you <laughs> even talk about where we... Like, yeah. Yes, quite a bit. About the, okay, mm-hmm. that's right. I listened to that episode. I should know that. All right. I really liked that episode, by the way. Thank you. Which we were all very happy with it. Yeah, it was really The good. one we did last week with you, me, and Abigail talking about our moves. Ah, okay. Where I'm I was glad being it was forced well to laugh a lot. Were we, were we funny? Um, I mean, Brian laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the same thing. Close enough. No, <laughs> really not. It was I pretty low funny. Standards. It was more interesting and more, I don't know, uh, heartfelt? enlightening and heartfelt okay. than, than funny. Yeah, it wasn't really a humor one for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we're so still funny. It, it was great though. I liked it a lot. Um, but how am I? I'm doing really well. I love our new place so much. It's just, it's pre- it's pretty much perfect. It's everything that I would personally want in a neighborhood, in a city, and in a home. I'm kind of like flabbergasted by how the fact that I was able to find and afford, you know, like exactly my type of place so early in life so i don't really ever want to leave now i'm just gonna live here until i die <laughs> yeah i left for you know i went out of town for a few days and i'm just like so how are you enjoying you know life alone steven he's like great it's great yep and my dad is like how's steven i haven't really heard from it at all since he left and i'm like well apparently yep. he's great we knew, once we, let, we knew once Sorry. we let steven go he was just going to become a hermit so, so dude it's so great isn't it like it, being in a house alone is just the best feeling it's like you know what i did cameron I, I, did. Oh, say, i'm going down to the kitchen yes, to get, get a wall cereal, cereal. <laughs> it's so good there's something so peaceful and serene and i wish i could kick my cat does outside. not sound either peaceful or serene it is when you're the one it making is. the sound exactly if you were in the house, it would be neither of them because you would be A, annoyed by the yelling and screaming and B, being in the house. For, um, so, yeah. Brian, let me teach you a thing. Um, listen to this. Ah, is that okay. like really annoying to you? That was pretty annoying. But it's not annoying to me because I'm doing it. <laughs> now you try. try. Uh, um, ah, 
<laughs> You're right. That's see, I fun. hated that so much. Yeah, I hated that a lot too. Please never. I really enjoyed that. All right, you're getting your that, point. That's how it so, works. Uh, so, Stephen, continue. You're you're enjoying being alone. You you enjoyed not having me around. Is what you're saying? Um, honestly, like it's not like I liked it more when you were gone, but it was okay. just it was still good while you were gone. And okay. the, the place we've moved to, it's extraordinary because, um. Uh, the, the house itself is awesome. I love it. It's bright and it's sunny. And it's just the right amount of room. But you walk one step out of the house and you're on biking trails, endless biking trails that lead down like forested pathway after forested pathway. Everything is biking and pedestrian friendly. Speaking of friendly, everyone is friendly. <laughs> yeah. No, the it's people just, here are really, really nice. It's beautiful. Like there are so many like community fountains and centers and like even the Starbucks, it just felt like a bunch of friends were hanging out and working there and sitting in big comfortable chairs. And it's, fantastic everywhere you go is beautiful i love it so much here i went on a bike ride today about mm-hmm. an hour long i just was like out of my mind it was so nice and <laughs> yeah it, it, it is funny where as we're both getting acclimated to this we kind of take turns of like going out of the house and then we come <laughs> home ranting about how amazing it was like oh my god i found another shopping center and it's beautiful and there was this Sign the there was a man with a puppy, and the puppy was nice, and it was great. And then Steve will go out and come back, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, another place!" And yeah, it, speaking it's been of which, really Brian, I met our, ne- our our neighbors across the street, uh-huh. and they have two dogs, and they might want us to do lots of pet sitting while they travel. <laughs> I love this place; it's so good. Um, but no, the move has gone freakishly well, which I think I talked about last Almost week. Almost mm-hmm. um, suspicious suspiciously well really almost suspiciously well like pretty much the last holes we had with our cooking equipment abigail's like here you go here's mm-hmm. spices and towels and everything else you need and i'm like why, why is everyone giving us what we need this is this is really suspicious i think i think what people are really are just want to get us out of their lives so they're trying to set <laughs> us up to be so fully self-sufficient that we'll stop bothering. i think they're all just like they've never lived by themselves before are they, they okay probably need help <laughs> They will probably collapse without us. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm glad that went well. I'm glad you didn't get lonely um, when I was gone. Um, Definitely Granted, not. I think you and Cameron are both people who do not easily get lonely. Um, it takes a lot. And if I ever do yeah. end up getting lonely, it's a fleeting feeling with that last maybe about 30 seconds. When it that, happens, it's crippling and I want to die. But yeah. after it passes, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... I know you both can get emotionally lonely if you feel you don't have friends or someone you can talk to for long enough. But like in terms of like physical loneliness of just spending time alone, you both have an incredible amount of capacity to spend time alone. There's definitely um, an adjustment period. I, I yeah. don't think I'm as good at hermiting quite as good as Cameron is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, you don't have I'm, cats yet. I yeah, hate my true. cats. So, oh, never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate but I my still, cats. But I still enjoy it. It's, it's yeah. really nice to just have the whole place myself and my schedule is the only schedule and there are no other noises um, uh-huh but i'm yeah, glad we're you're pretty back. much done with the whole unpacking phase uh we yeah. have all our pictures hung now they look super good uh, everything's out of boxes everything's pretty much put away i have a couple more kitchen boxes in the back of my car um but other than that i think we're about done um so yeah it's it's it it was a very concentrated effort to get all of that done yeah, um, but I, I are you done with everything, Stephen? Uh, yeah, I've been done pretty much since you left. Okay, I finished cool. the last of it when you were leaving. So <clears throat> very cool. Except um, for my list of things I want, uh, Cameron, give me mm. some shower tourney thingies. Uh, what? 
shower the thing the turny thing is in your shower the handles <laughs> i do i do I don't like my shower turny things. I don't know what you're talking about. You turn the things and the water comes on. What's so difficult about this? The faucet? I thought the faucet is the thing that the water comes out of. Are they not like the same kind of unit sort of thing? I guess, but you can replace the shower them in like... The knobs? The yeah, shower knobs? that's it. Steven, don't get mad at me for not knowing what the shower turny handle thingy is. Come on, man. Ah, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyways Steven. you need new ones why what happened to your shower turny things i i just really don't like them they're just very old and um would you I even don't... know how to fi- replace that if i got you a new one i also want you to do it <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna die <laughs> <laughs> so today though today um i want you to be slightly proud of me because it was time to go on my first bike ride i was really excited about it. okay not my first bike ride of my life, Cameron. I, I, I know how to, to ride a bike. How to ride a bike. <laughs> it was just funny how you said that. I went, I went my first I went bike my ride first today. Bike ride. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the training wheels off on Wednesday, and it's going to be really exciting. <laughs> and um, maybe next month I'll stop using my knee pads. Well, let's not get crazy. Rainbow colored. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I love my rainbow colored knee, knee pads. Um, so uh, I, I was about to head out, but I'm like, oh. I forgot I need to fix the seat because it's totally broken. So I take that into a shop and get the seat fixed because it was sliding down. So I fixed that. And I'm like, all right, now we can go. Oh, wait, forgot. you had, you went, hold on. You went to a, sh- like, wait, did you say you went to a shop as in you went and paid somebody to fix your seat? Yeah. Cause like pieces snapped off. Like I needed a new piece. It, it, it was snapped. Something was physically broken in half. Yeah. They had to replace a part. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because that's like literally just tightening a bolt. <laughs> no, I, I've tightened it over and over again, and it finally snapped. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. I was going to explain that attempt. Yeah, Cameron is about to be anti-proud of you, Steven. Yo, he is oh, about oh, to there's time. Apart. There's time. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, here we go. Oh, nope, nope, nope. I need to put uh, air in the tires. So you went to a shop and paid somebody to put air in your tires? <laughs> I almost did, but I forced myself to learn how to do it. Um, I watched All you got to do tutorial. is take your mouth and, and, and push with your tongue <laughs> on, the, on the little knob and just as hard as you can it works eventually mm-hmm. yeah so i watched the tutorial and uh the video started off with like this is a very basic and obvious thing to do but some people don't know how so don't feel bad <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> thanks video so i figured out how to do that did you um, have a bicycle pump nearby yes i luckily i did and ah. it was the right kind so I'm like okay now it's time to go out i'm like oh i need a helmet don't i <laughs> wait okay no you don't need that you don't need that steven uh, so i went out and bought a helmet oh <laughs> why and got that size because because i'm now going to be biking around nerd large, i'm going to if you haven't already figured out that i'm a nerd cameron <laughs> a bigger nerd than i expected okay that's true that was one of the that was one of the first things i think ever i sorry for interrupting your story Stephen. but no, that was okay. one of the first things ever that i can remember anyways where i blatantly defied my parents um rule where they were like wear wow. a helmet and i said no and they're like yeah wait, wait, no we're telling you wear it i'm like no not wearing a helmet and they're like yes you are we're the parents and i'm like i'm not riding my bike then because i'm not wearing a helmet it's not happening and they're like crap fine <laughs> you could you don't have to wear a helmet but just don't crash and this i wily child his back this and you crash of course too? i did i crashed often I, but <laughs> am i dead no i'm sure not yeah i guess i guess not it's it's hard to debate that so steven why the heck did you buy a helmet yeah man Answer the man. Did you crash into a car? 
No, I've I've multiple times flipped over the front of my handlebars by hitting something like a curb or my front brakes too hard. Um, well, but I'm fine. Honestly, that airtight argument has convinced me to throw away my helmet and burn it in the trash. Oh, I didn't say you had to pollute the ozone, Stephen. Burn just, it in the trash. I just said take it off or don't buy one. I'm going to burn it in the trash. You don't have a trash but, can, oh, remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> I smell a Christmas memory, Cameron. You thwarted his plan. That's because I have a separate right. tab open here with Amazon page Stephen, looking for garbage. this story is taking a very, very long time, and this is partially our fault, so you may continue. Okay, so so then I, I, I bought the helmet, so I'm like, okay, time to go. Then I'm like, oh, wait a second. I just realized that I uh, need to wash the seat because it smells very bad <laughs> so then i took the cover off and, and washed this and i waited for the whole washing and drying cycle i'm like okay, wait wait now <laughs> <I'm ready to> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> and so then i had a helmet and i had my air and i had my washed seat you and couldn't have just gone on the bike ride without your seat cover like it's it's very comfortable hey <laughs> There's so many things wrong with you. <laughs> all right. All right. Let, um, let, let's get caught up where we are in the story. We oh have a helmet. Gosh. We have a fixed seat. And we mm -hmm. have a clean and dried seat <laughs> That cover. must have taken like an hour and a half. <laughs> no, it just took like 30 minutes. Very small cycle. Oh, my all gosh. Right. That was so all funny. Right. Keep keep going. And so then I had all of that. And um, then I went on a bike ride. And then it got dark, and you were like, I'll do it tomorrow. It, no, it really almost did start to get dark, so I really had Steven, to hurry along the process. Steven. Yes. May I ask you one quick clarifying question? Yes. Which part was Cameron supposed to be proud of in this story? I agree. I actually agree. Yeah, like, what, what's your, what was your thought this process? This whole thing started with, Cameron, you would be proud of me. I said partially proud. I thought For he might part? be a little bit proud of the fact that despite all these obstacles, which were far more frustrating and difficult than I just made them sound, I went through one by one and figured out how to do everything and found the proper places and put everything in the right place and did not give up on this bike ride and had an amazing time. I will give you the flat tires. I will give you the broken seat. I will <laughs> not give you the dirty seat cover. And I will not give you the helmet. So I guess actually you're yeah, exactly right. You. Partially proud of you. Okay. Wow. wow, Steven, you predicted the future. That is impressive, sir. Mm -hmm. It was worth the 45-minute story. So, guys, <laughs> I'm going to have a, uh, a fun little question here before we jump into this uh, week's segment, which is, uh, you know, what video games have you been playing? We don't talk about video games here. It's a little bit of a taboo subject. <laughs> so I figure, you know, since the parrots are gone, uh, I don't really know who they wait, are. I guess. what? Ben. Are you saying Ben and Zachary are our podcast parents? Zach oh, is the one who has too. a video game podcast, guys. Like, You're right. Fair enough. Ben, no, Ben, be that's a fair point with Ben. Since Ben and Abigail aren't here. Fair um, our, yeah, yes. so, Stephen, what, what video games have you been playing? Well, you know what, Brian? While you were gone, and I had an, an evening uh -huh. um, to just kind of chill out, it was a bit of a weird feeling, actually, because um, the last week has just been task 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 work 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 mm -hmm. so many things to be done and when suddenly everything was done i didn't have anything on my schedule like yeah it's not a just, good feeling it was just done yeah so i'm like what am i going to do i have this new media room that we set up that just looks beautiful and i like it a lot and i want to spend time in there and i thought to myself did you perchance play super mario world <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> because there was a SNES controller plugged into a SNES that had Super Mario World in it and no <laughs> other controllers. No, yep. Brian, how could you possibly have known that? There's no Man, way you could have known that. Detective sleuth over here. Are you here. spying on me? Monsieur Gumshoe bringing out the spectacles. What um, made you decide to play that out of all the possible games you could have played? I just walked into the room and I'm like, what am I going to play? And I just realized I have a Super Nintendo hooked up. All I have to do is plug something in, turn it on. I, I can play Super Nintendo games. And that just seemed really appealing. It just seemed like a simple, fun way to chill out. And so I Fair enough. I plugged it in, started at World It is 6, the best game of all time. Well, and, uh, first you cleaned your controller cover. And then you first got... I cleaned the Darn controller. it, I was going to make that joke. Shoot, <laughs> you beat me to it. Then I All had right, to anyway. pump air into the into the cartridge. Replace the power cord. Um, yep, exactly. Dip anyway, how was it? Water. How um, was it? Uh, it was fantastic. That game is so fun. Best game. Yeah. I'll talk. How did you make it? it? Um, I actually started at World Six. Oh, okay. Um, and I made it up to Bowser. Nice. Did you beat Bowser? I actually made it up to Bowser. Like I was at the level mm. before Bowser's Castle, and uh, oh, okay. okay, gotcha. The one with the moving platform. Um, that then uh, turns into the Magic Koopa. That level's really annoying. Yes, uh, it is. Because first, even if you're good at the moving platform, it's not that hard. You have to wait um, through it. It's like, okay, got to wait through this whole thing. Then you have to get to the Magic Koopa part, where the only yep. way to progress is to wait for the Magic Koopa to break mm. or magically turn the blocks. I really dislike that level. And it's like, okay, now I got through that. Then, by that point, you've probably been chipped away at your health, so you had to face a boss. And none mm-hmm. of those parts are really hard, but putting them all together in a row is yep. kind of annoying. Gotcha. Other than that, though, I man, it was just so fun. I just got completely lost in it. Like oh, I was just that's great in this house all alone, you know, dim lights, whistling every single song as I played through the game, just having <laughs> a great time. That is really cool. Did we, Cameron? We we talked to you about uh, playing through Last of Us with Abigail, right? Yeah, I mean, you 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 told me you were doing it. Yeah, and, there, and well, you said you said very vaguely that there was some crying and yelling. There was. <laughs> oh right, I talked to you about that. Yeah, well, we finished it. Went through the whole game with her. Okay. Um, I was there for, for most Last of, of Us it. coming up. If you, yeah, ten year old. Yeah, game. sure. That was super super fun. And trying to think, Stephen, anything particularly notable? Well, I'm just curious um, to see because I I know yeah. your guys' reaction to the game. I'm curious to see what Abigail thought of the story in general, the specifically the beginning cutscene and specifically the ending. So first off, I, I think for the people beginning. for people whose whose fingers are hovering over the skip button, in case they haven't played it yet, I think we can totally talk about this without spoiling the game. No, yeah. just spo- no. Last of us spoilers. Don't, or if you haven't okay. played a five, six, seven year old game, stop listening right now. But it's out on the PS4 now. It's yeah, actually three years has a ago. modern remake, three and it's one ago. of the best games. I like agree. probably the best story I in agree. games. I agree. This so, is why we're giving a spoiler warning. If you need to skip forward 10 seconds or whatever, we'll put... Uh, here, just to make it really easy on people who are lazy, I will time out how long we talk about it and post the timestamp in the description. Now, can we please talk about Okay, Jeez. fine. Um, so I'm curious about Abigail's specific reaction to the overall story. Nathan Drake dies four times. The scene where Sarah dies in the beginning. And I, I, want, to, I want her opinion um, about the ending scene where... Well, A, where Joel shoots the doctors, and B, where he lies to, to Ellie about it. Okay. Um, because I, I mean, I know what you guys think. Yeah. I just, I'm curious to see what she th- to see what she thought about it. As as somebody who doesn't play video mm-hmm. games as much as we do, of course. Did you ask specifically about the opening scene? Yeah, opening and yes. ending. Oh, okay. okay. 
Um, well, at first, Brian wasn't there, so I guess I'll tell a little bit about the opening. Yeah. Because um, it's just me and Abigail playing through it, which is really fun because we don't oftentimes do things just with the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, immediately, <laughs> she was completely freaked out. And so was I. I hadn't played it in a long time. It's a really um, chilling opening. It, it's so real. Mm-hmm. It just with the especially when the cell phone rings in the other room and you just hear that familiar buzzing sound um and it's just like you know a text from your dad's friend and you just read it sitting on the table uh it's felt so convincing um from your dad's brother and friend friends can be brothers and brothers can be friends um sorry but yeah we immediately we were both completely caught up in it um well she was so caught up in the cutscene i thought that was funny that you know she hasn't played a lot of like modern cinematic games mm-hmm. and so the opening cutscene ended mm-hmm. and it showed uh mm-hmm. sarah standing in the room and sarah kept standing there yep. and kept standing there and steven's like you need to move her you need to start moving and everybody was like oh i thought it was still a cutscene I, I guess that seemed really <laughs> weird they uh i did the exact same thing because i wanted to show my parents um kind of like kind of like the pinnacle of video game storytelling yeah. And that, what a better way to do it than that that first 20 minutes of that game. Holy crap. Ooh, um, yeah. And yeah. so I handed my dad the controller. He did the exact same thing. The, the Sarah woke up and went, Dad? And stood there. And my dad was just holding the controller and watching. And I, I purposely let it go on as long as he would think until he thought something was weird. Until he uh-huh. finally he goes, let's go. And then bumped to the controller and, and she moved. And he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, did, I yeah, thought yeah. this was pre-rendered cutscene. And I was like, no, nope, have fun. So that's really fun. Yeah. It happens universally, I think. Yeah. yeah. Even I kind of felt that way, you know, and I had played through it before. You guys remember uh-huh. the Bioshock intro scene where you, you fall out of the sky and your uh-huh. plane crashes and you, you surface above the water and there's fire all around you and it looks gorgeous. That was another point that even mm-hmm. myself, I sat there for a long time thinking yeah. of this uh-huh. cut scene. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it moves. Oh, this is the best looking <laughs> game ever. <laughs> yeah so anyway anything else from the intro steven i think I, that, i'm curious to what her thoughts were about specifically sarah getting shot i think that um it was she started to see the writing on the wall mm-hmm. when we were about to escape the city i think <clears throat> and i knew what was going to happen and i think my tone of voice kind of gave it away at some point um, where she knew something terrible was going to happen, and Sarah was the obvious target for that. Mm-hmm. So our reactions were actually pretty similar going through it the first, or me the second time or her the first time. But I felt like Abigail was a bit shell shocked by that intro, which then you know suddenly launches you into the future mm-hmm. to the point where we just kind of looked at each other and were like, "Well, this is fun. <laughs> we're having <laughs> we're having a fun bonding time this is together a fun now, aren't video we?" Video game, and that um, actually kind of was our our pervading um i guess mentality where at the beginning we're like this is you know abigail's trying to learn how to aim and shoot at the same time because she hasn't like you know played a shooter in a while Uh and i'm trying to remember how the game works and we're like reluctantly like you know breaking people's arms and slamming their faces (laughs) into walls and zombies are attacking us we're like this is kind of a lot and we sort of had to turn to like gallows humor and and like picking on uh, like any compatriot we had with us just to distract us from the horror around us (laughs) but it's weird because just like um the two like actual protagonists we slowly 
stopped becoming negative and started working together and like became used to this world and learned how to survive in it emotionally, it's really which to is see, really interesting. Yeah, to see Abigail's growth as someone playing games yeah. through that game where like she very much started out super tentative and scared of everything and then ended very confident. And no, the is, way, I the way it's really similar to Ellie. And the way I put it is she started out as the character in the horror film who gets killed first. And she ended up as the hardened survivor who makes it to the sequel. Like, yeah. it was a huge transfer transformation of like, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing what she could climb up and like, basically she wouldn't even use her gun. Like she missed so much. She would just always go in and hit people with planks of wood. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. By the end, she's just like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, room is clear. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, she got way, way better at it. The ending, unfortunately, apparently she had seen a few cutscenes before, including the ending. So she mm-hmm. kind of knew what it was leading up to. Um, she'd seen that like a long time ago when her brother showed it to her or something. Um, so she kind of, she knew generally that Joel made the decision to kill the doctors and save Ellie. And that was about it. And she kind of knew it ended with the two of them talking or something. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a plot twist that hit her out of left field. Um, but she did really enjoy it and basically thought it ended pretty much as good as it could have and was just an incredibly well put together ending. Which, that, seeing it again, I agree. That, okay, so I actually was similarly spoiled um, as her because I actually yeah, I, I, I hated the game because of of how frustrating it was, especially on the original PS3. And when I replayed it on uh-huh. 60 frames per second, it was like a different game. Um, so I read up on the ending, but I read so vague stuff that it was like all I knew was that Joel saves Ellie lives, and Joel saves yeah. her is pretty much all I knew. And so, uh huh. I I don't know about you guys, but I honestly think that the beginning scene with with um Sarah and Joel. And that end scene with Ellie and Joel in the truck are probably two of the greatest, like, um, cinematic moments in any medium. Like, not even just video yeah. games. It's like the the way it was directed and the buildup. And it wasn't just a twist for twist's sake. It was a buildup that yeah. made sense. And the acting was so spot on. And you can tell at the very end, Ellie does not believe Joel but Joel yeah. is doing his best to lie, and Ellie's doing her best to not show that she doesn't believe him. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's all conveyed. It's all conveyed. It's not, and yeah. they're using, they're using video game models. I mean, obviously there's actors behind it, but it's a video game is able to, graphics, graphics yeah. are able to to the, show that emotion as much as the they The subtlety did. of the whole thing is it's really wild. impressive. Naughty Dog is um, a master of their craft. And that ending, yeah, that ending is really special. And it feels like the entire game is to connect those two scenes. Like, yeah, the the plot feels like the entire thing is they have to have all those kind of filler for you to feel that connection to Ellie by the end, for yep. them to have gone through all those different adventures. And pretty much all the game is doing is building that, it is transitioning his relationship from Sarah to Ellie. That is the entire game. Mm-hmm. And it does it so well. Yes. And it's a super fun game while it's doing it. Yeah, um, once it was on 60 frames per second. Um, yeah. I don't want to continue to talk about this forever, but yep. my the last thing I just want to mention is the one time where I legitimately was a blubbering mess um, when I was playing that game was after Ellie killed What's-His-Face. Yeah. The, oh, the... The cannibal guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When After she killed him after that horrible, horrible boss fight, and horrible as in it's just terrifying... And Joel mm-hmm. comes in and, and holds her. I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, 
Yep. <laughs> that was an intense scene. Oh, that was like, so ridiculous. Every season change they have in that game mm-hmm. is comp- is amazing. Like the the tension they build up to before the the scene changes, incredible. Yep. So, yep, every like big turning point in that game is absolutely phenomenal. Um so yeah, the cool thing about that though is it's gotten Abigail way way more interested in playing more games. Hmm. Um she's really the, excited the only- to play through Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought your sentence was over. Um, no, not quite. Um, but you may jump in. I was just going to say the only issue with it is we were sitting around at dinner uh, mm-hmm. the other night and um, Brian and I were thinking, well, what should we introduce to Abigail next? What are other good video Portal game two. stories? And and Abigail said, I played Portal. And we're like, um... Oh, darn, there aren't any others. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it is harder to find games with good stories. Portal 2. impossible. Portal 2, Portal guys. 2, yep. Uh, she's played it again. Wait, um, Portal 2? She played both. Oh, well, Steven just said Portal, sorry. Yeah, oh, I meant he was the Portal series. Um, but oh, yeah, okay, Portal 2. Um, but no, there are some other good ones. Um, we're we're kind of starting to put together a list of them and, and figure them out. Though, Cameron, if you have any suggestions, shoot them our way. Yeah, um, please do, actually. But no, because, she's just really excited to do it. She really enjoyed the process of playing through a game. Like, it's been a very long time. She kind of grew up watching her brother play video games and playing through a few games on, like, a Game Boy on her own. But mm-hmm. she'd very rarely, like, sat down and fully invested in a game from beginning to end on her own mm-hmm. and been, like you know, fully invested in the full arc of the game. And it's amazing the difference that makes compared to walking in on people kind of playing a game and yeah, watching them for a couple because of there are things like, you know that we need more bandages, right? Just like yeah. that simple thing, like keep you an eye out for bandages and you know why you need bandages. And you know, yeah. you know what it's like to be out of bandages. It mm-hmm. really makes a difference. Yeah. Feeling that personal investment in it is huge. So she really enjoyed that, is really looking forward to do more stuff like that. She's more... She finds it a lot more fun than like watching a TV show or something um, or good. passive like that. Very so good. she's really enjoying it, wanting to do more. So we're, we're looking forward to that. And she actually, we had a, while we were moving, we found a bunch of old DSs we had laying around. Um, and so we gave her one of them and she started playing through Phoenix Wright, the first Phoenix oh, Wright game. cool. Because fun story and she really, really likes that yeah, kind of humor so and has cool. been interested in it for a long time. And so she's been loving that. She's uh, about finished the first kind of tutorial chapter and is working through the next one and she is really really enjoying that and all the writing and stuff in it so um i i know the i know the game you guys should play and and i i think you should this this is not just for her it's for you guys Mm -hmm. as well please please play near automata yeah i was considering that one Hmm. i definitely want to play that for myself please no it's Um, it's something that it's something that she would enjoy too because it's it's I've gushed so much about that game, but if if The Last of Us was probably the most cinematically sound video game cutscenes to me, uh-huh. near is the near automata or automata whatever is the most video mechanically story driven game hmm. ever. As in, okay, the mechanics tell the story. Yes, or they combine it's, them. It's something that literally, and I think I've told you this before, Brian. It's it does something that only video games can do as a storytelling element like mm-hmm. near's story would not have worked as a movie it, it will never work as a movie until yeah. we get until we get interactive choices it will never work as a movie and that's hard to mm. it's hard to grasp because zach told me the same thing he was like it couldn't be done in movies and i was like what does that mean i mean like yeah if it's a story based thing then it, it can be done in a movie because there's no interactivity in a story but yep. he he, I, he was so right and i can't recommend that game enough plus the music is yeah phenomenal 
That that is cool. Yeah, it's making me really excited to find the games that like I just had left an impression on me playing through the first time because I feel those are the ones with really good stories. It's not just necessarily like it had good characters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but the ones that really left an impression on me are the ones that have not every game that lost an impression on me had a good story. But most of the games have really memorable stories left to get an impression on me. Because like Last of Us, I remember those moments. Yep. It sounds yep. like Nier is absolutely a game like oh that. Oh my gosh. I, um, so just so the other day, to, I heard the song for like one second. And the whole, yeah. that night when I beat the, beat the final ending yeah. came flooding back to me. And I was just yeah. like, I even texted Zach. I was like, thank yep. you for making me play this game. <laughs> thank you. Because games for me, what they do is they immerse you in a world. Like, mm-hmm. that is the thing they do, storytelling-wise, more than others. So, like, even games, they don't have amazing stories if you're to write them out in a Wikipedia synopsis. Like, Zelda games have very simple stories, but the feel of going on that adventure from beginning to end feels amazing. And mm-hmm. it, the, the stories feel right in those games. So I think she'll really enjoy going through the Zelda games. Uh, Wind Breath Waker, of the Wild will be fun, yeah. Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild. Not an amazing story in that one, but an amazing, again, an amazing feeling of a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think uh, ne- Zelda is on the list. Nier is on the list now. Shadow yeah. of the Colossus, obviously. Ooh, yes, I forgot that about one. that game. Wait for the remaster. Yep, we're going to do that. Uh, cool. Steven, another one I was thinking that we may have talked about this before, but I really, really want to go back to is Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. That one I think she would absolutely yeah, love. Yeah, that would be a good one, honestly. Because it's clever writing, but it's also like the way that, that you play is Peach and Bowser, and it has those like seven chapters. Mm-hmm. And just The story is very arcing in that one. It also kind of has some of that Phoenix Wright like cleverness and whimsical. It doesn't feel it's like Nintendo it, at all. It's yeah. so smart. It, it's, it's probably yeah. the only game that makes Princess Peach an intelligent, mm-hmm. worthwhile character. <laughs> Good character. Uh, I think so, another so yeah. big one for me that I'm curious to see Abigail's reaction for is Metroid Prime. Yeah. Because I feel like it's not going to be story heavy, but I feel like it's a great mixture of of puzzle solving and like adventure atmosphere. And, you know, there's a really intriguing sub story going on through that game. Yeah. Me and Steven have an uh, argument on whether or not to do the Wii version of it after our experience, Cameron. No, um, play the GameCube version. So I we'll remember see where that those goes. controls being good. Cool. No, I, uh-huh. I, we I did, did it too. recently and they were terrible. Their eyes think I there was some, some elect- electromagnetic We tried feedback. like four controllers and two different consoles and it was never good. I know that's weird. But anyway, I, that that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Hmm. Uh, but no, it's been really fun because one, I just really, really enjoy doing things with Abigail. So having a, another thing to do with her is great. But two, it's really fun to go back to these games mm-hmm. and be able to like experience them with someone kind of fresh again. Well, yeah, because, it's, it's like yeah. it's how many times have you wanted to relive a game of yourself? You know, it's like I would yeah. pay, I would pay like good money to be able to relive like Resident Evil Four for this for the first time mm-hmm. again. But you, yep. that's impossible. But you can get pretty close to that with playing. By playing with somebody who A has never played that game before and B doesn't play many games in general, and so their yeah. sense of discovery is even bigger than ours would be if we had played it for the first time because exactly. we, we know cues. Like if we see a box in a game, we know there's probably something in the box. Mm-hmm. Most people who don't play games won't probably really get that until yeah. halfway it, through, it, and then they're like, "Oh wait, there's something in that box." Yeah, it is fun seeing her adapting to that. The big mm-hmm. thing she learned from Last of Us is okay, which way. If I take this path, it'll progress the story. So I should take this path so I can scavenge stuff from it first. It's that idea of like yep. finding the the dead end like and going there first. Which way am I supposed to go? Go the other way. <laughs> yeah, yep. she she learned that very strongly. So yeah, the great, it was painful the great thing watching with- how long it would take her to scavenge around, especially mm. at the beginning when she was scared of everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it took so long. But what were you saying, Stephen? I was just gonna say that the the nice thing about playing games with Abigail is that 
she has enough experience to the where she doesn't have trouble with dual she's you know, dual sticks yeah she doesn't uh have like run into walls and not know where to go she's you know she understands the fundamentals of games she played them as a kid but she's yeah. been away for a long enough time and hasn't had that much experience to where she is learning lots of new stuff and is really intrigued by them it's like the yeah. perfect mixture to introduce really someone is. to all these cool mm-hmm. adventures all right well cameron let's quickly for you what have you been playing man um I have been playing a couple of smaller things, just continuing to play some heroes once in a while, although it's uh-huh. not as fun since I really haven't had nobody else to play it with too much. Yeah, so. I want to start playing that with you again. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. But I've been, and then I play a little bit of the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer da- da- DLC, which was actually oh. fa- fairly fun, um, huh. but it has a weird system for matchmaking, so it's hard to get into. But once you get into a match, it's really fun. Um, but what I've actually been spending most of my time on is, so I've, I've been trying to find a... A well for the exact reason that I'm not playing as much heroes is because I don't have anyone to play with. I've been trying to find a competitive one v one game that's not astronomically high skill barrier. Like I don't want to play StarCraft one v one. That's the worst idea ever. And mm-hmm. even something like Hearthstone kind of intimidates me um, uh-huh. because it's like I I would come so late into its life cycle yeah. and I have to get all these decks and oh this deck sucks Cameron you suck stop playing and it's like okay yeah. um. So I I don't know how I actually I found it, but I found um, the South Park guys um, with Ubisoft because that yeah Ubisoft is their publisher for their main console games to to coincide with their console game they released a little um, kind of an action RPG card game thing on the phone and uh-huh. it was really fun. It's it's very easy to figure out, um, hard to master, and. I've just like just last night had a revelation of like, oh, wow, that's how I play. I should be playing this game. This that's what I'm, I'm winning way more matches now because um, uh-huh. I, I just figured out the a better strategy to doing things in general, not even deck building, just general stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a decent progression system, so I feel like I'm rewarded for my time and I'm having fun and it's just really entertaining. I'm really enjoying myself with it and it scratches that itch of somewhat competitive 1v1 but not mm-hmm. like I'm getting curb stomped every time I play because people are just so darn good at it. Yeah, that's a really hard balance to find something that can... I mean, it's the reason I keep going back to Hearthstone as much mm-hmm. as I do is it, it scratches the itch for me. Yep. Um, and one that you don't have to constantly be pay- playing lest your skills rust like yes. a fighting game. Yes. Or StarCraft. Or it's like a hard balance even to Overwatch. find. Yeah, even but Overwatch. Even, yeah, and the games that. like Overwatch and Heroes are fun, but they're team-based, so it's so... It's like you yeah, it's you, not the same as a one v one game. You can play the same skill level for four games in a row. You play at the same exact skill level four games in a row, and you might lose two and win two because of your teammates, and that sucks. At least if you lose in a one v one guard game, you know it, you messed up. Yeah, or it was maybe your randomness or yeah. randomness, but I can deal with randomness. And actually, they they've actually kind of found a way to make randomness not as big of a deal in a card game in in this in this South Park mm. game, which is pretty interesting. That's cool. Nice. Um, so, how do you find your? You have an iPhone X. Mm-hmm. How is that for for game playing? Like, is the screen got much bigger in the last few? Because I remember yeah. back when I used to play on like my five S, I did not like playing the games on it. Since the six, they've had quote unquote normal sized screens. Um, uh-huh. wherein there's one smaller screen that's I don't remember the exact inches, but it's maybe a little smaller than 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 
industry standard and then they have a plus uh-huh. version which is about industry standard so you think of a samsung phone that's about how big they yeah. are but the thing about the stupid x is it's the same size dimensions wise as the six uh-huh. so um but it right. has way more screen like way more no borders no borders yeah and so it's really nice to play games on because nice. a it loads incredibly fast i'm always on a loading screen saying waiting for opponent to finish loading because <laughs> I just, like, it loads instantly and the screen yeah. real estate is just astronomically high compared to nice. the phones i've had before so it's really fun to use games on cool very nice all right guys so we're moving on to a segment here um are you we have excited a segment? steven a segment what are you done it's an hour though oh did is that not counting pre-stuff I, it that's okay. I just got really tired. It's okay. I'll do your segment. Oh, did you just get tired now? I like five minutes ago. I got really tired. Oh no! Well, I don't I worry. I'll let you energy go first. Telling you about bicycles. We can not do a segment. Yeah, we'll skip our segment this time, Stephen. Just for you. Thank you. Instead, we're gonna jump into our sponsor this week. Oh no, we have um, a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> our sponsor this week is Sleeping Pills. Stephen, <laughs> why don't you read the, the the memo we've gotten from our wonderful sponsor, Sleeping Pills? Oh, Go. Okay, okay. <clears throat> this is a character bit we're gonna do. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> What's my role? Oh, dang. Um, hi. Uh, I'd like you to be. A um, I would like you to be the this this commercials antagonist. Okay. Um, wakeful Wally. Wakeful, please be wakeful, Wally. Wakeful, Wally. Sure. You you represent not being able to sleep. Can I be Mm -hmm. the pill? Cameron, you can totally be the pill. (laughs) Stephen, who are you? Are you the salesman? Um, I'm the the, I'm the 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 person. I'm the innocent person. Wait, but I'm wakeful, Wally. I thought I was the guy. No, you you represent being awake. You're like a guy in a alarm clock costume am i like in your head am i your alarm clock yes okay all right <laughs> but here like we go. metaphorically <laughs> it's like a metaphor thing this, this sounds okay we'll do it <laughs> okay <laughs> i need to go to sleep i'm so tired you got stuff to do you shouldn't go to sleep ah oh no why why well, i said why Oh, because sleeping is bad. Sleeping is of the devil. Never sleep ever. Ah! Whoa! The hooligan? Who are you? Sleeping pills. They'll put you to sleep. Okay. I don't really want you to, like, crawl into the bed with me, though. All right. I will have to consume you whole. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Sleeping Pills, for sponsoring our podcast this week. Yep. I I definitely don't <sighs> want to sponsor them again, though. <laughs> I just took about 18 Sleeping Pills, so we better end Oh, that this means soon. you'll sleep 18 times. That can only be good. In a row. And I could really use all of that. So thank you, Cameron, for being here today. You're welcome for being here today. Thank you, Stephen, for being here today. I was happy for me to be being here today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, me, for being here. <sighs> Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> That's my line.